in the name of one holy and triune God of love. Amen. I got to go out to the movies this week, a rare treat for somebody with small children in their house. A group of friends and I went to a movie, perhaps you've heard of it, it's called Yesterday. Now in the world of fast-paced, high-end, fancy films, this one didn't bring home the five-star reviews, but it warmed my heart and it made me think, which is a win in my book. It also turns out to be an interesting sermon illustration paired with today's gospel, which makes it a double win. So without spoiling it for you too much or telling you too much beyond what you'll see in the trailer, let me tell you about it. Jack, the protagonist, is a struggling singer-songwriter, and he gets hit by a bus when the world unexpectedly experiences a global blackout. And once he recovers, he discovers that there is no record or societal memory of the Beatles ever having existed. And none of his friends recognize the Paul McCartney song yesterday when he plays it for them on his new guitar. They think he wrote it, which puts him in an interesting predicament, right? Does he use the hundreds of Beatle tunes that seem to live in his head alone? to finally make it as a musician? Now, I don't want to give too much of this movie away, but yes, yes, he does. And the audience watches while a few things happen. One, Jack becomes famous. Two, the music of the Beatles makes its way all around the world and into the hearts of its newly found fan base. And three, Jack's life changes. And he struggles. Now, originally, all Jack wanted was, number one, the fame of a musician who has songs who people, that people know. But numbers two and three are the important outcomes. The music of the Beatles spreads like wildfire through Jack's voice. And Jack's life changed, and he struggled. We'll get back to that. But first, let's roll 2,000 years back to today's gospel reading. Jesus' ministry is thriving, and 70 of his followers are ready to take on more work. So he sends them out, two by two, with a very focused assignment and no material possessions, to go ahead of him to the places where he himself hopes to go, to bring healing and to preach love. Now, Jesus' message didn't originate with those 70 disciples, but they get to bring his messages, his healing, and his works. And people are changed by this. The disciples are changed by this. And they struggle, but they return with joy. They have successfully banished some evil, healed some wounds, and preached some love. Probably they sang some good songs and made some young people swoon. Or maybe that was just the Beatles and Jack in the movie. But perhaps the disciples did too. Basically, they did for Jesus what Jack did for the forgotten Beatles. What if Jack was merely on the long and winding road to discipleship, a road that we too are called to walk, but as followers of Jesus, 
voices for Jesus and as memory for Jesus. So let's play with that for a minute. What if, what if, travel with me here, there was a global blackout tomorrow evening while you are, say, on the escalator at Wegmans having just bought some apples. And when everything goes dark, the escalator jolts to a stop, spilling your apples and throwing you off balance, causing you to step on an apple and fall all the way down the escalator. Stay with me. You wake up in the hospital with some minor injuries. But a few days later, you're doing all right. You rejoin daily life bit by bit. And on Sunday morning, you wake up feeling all right, enjoy a cup of coffee, and head over to church. But when you get to Elm Street, there's a couple of extra beautiful houses, but absolutely nothing made of stone or stained glass. It's a little disorienting. Over the course of a few days of confusion and boggling conversations, you discover that you seem to be the only one on earth who has any recollection whatsoever of a man from Nazareth named Jesus. So you're faced with a pretty big decision to make at this point, right? Do you let Jesus' life be forgotten? Or do you take what you remember of what he brought to us and try to put that out into the world? I mean, there's some really good material to work with here, right? While the Beatles left us yesterday, here comes the sun, let it be in my life. Jesus of Nazareth brought us some slightly deeper gems. Peace be with you. Be not afraid. Love your enemy. Love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. That's a pretty good one, right? To whom much is given, much is expected. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a foreigner, and you welcomed me. The world could use these teachings. Maybe they'll even make you famous. But then that's not the point, is it? I told you that Jack in the movie struggled because getting famous was perhaps his first motivation, and that motivation ultimately made him dishonest, which is pretty hard on a good soul. His struggle, without giving too much away, was how to be his unique, slightly dorky, genuine self. How to be Jack, a vessel of really good music. Not Jack, the pretend source of the music. The disciples perhaps struggled with that kind of dilemma too. They struggled with how to be harbingers of Christ and vessels of his work rather than just get buzzed off the power of, how did they put it? Making demons submit to them. But Jesus sees what is happening. Yes, he says, I gave you power over the enemies of goodness, and I protected you from harm. But do not forget who you really are. You are people whose joy is founded in the fact that your names are written in heaven. 
You are vessels of love, vehicles of the kingdom, singers of eternal songs that did not originate with you, and yet you get to sing them. You get to play an essential role in bringing the music to every corner of this earth, to every heart, and you are expected to do that as your authentic self. You don't have to pretend to be anything else. Be who you are. The fame is not for you. The credit is not for you. And yet, you are needed. You are needed. And you are needed. And you are needed. If you're here today because you want the love that Jesus spoke of, to have a home in this world, where it can heal and transform where it can open cages and comfort the children and reunite the families and bandage the wounded hearts and pour forgiveness into the divided peoples and cause us to see each other over ideological chasms where love can warm cold hearts and open closed minds and electrify the destructive status quo. Kill the destructive status quo that allow oppression and war still where love can literally pour light into every crevice of darkness, then you must choose to carry Jesus' songs into this world. Because far too many aspects of the way this world turns and the way Christianity itself is being lived out operate with a sort of amnesia around the love that Jesus was born for that he taught, that he sent disciples into the world to carry. There are decisions being made in the name of Christianity that are completely divorced from the revolutionary love that was nailed to a cross in an attempt to silence it. But we can remind the world of the songs that ought not be forgotten. We can remember who we are by going out there as diverse individuals with a common message of love, of liberation, of freedom and dignity for each and every human. Because we could accidentally just become part of the problem. But if we for a minute let our minds settle on any other human in this world without bringing a dose of Christ's love, if we for a minute forget that it is true that all you need is love, we will lose ground in our quest to override a world of amnesia with a kingdom of God. Don't lose ground. God help us. Remind the world of your music. Use our voices. Amen.